Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey, it's Molly McAleer, and you are listening to Season 4 of Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. All right, Nacho Experts. So you probably noticed when you opened up your app or whatever you listen to this podcast on this morning that at the end of the title, it says Part 1. That's right. We're going to start splitting episodes into two parts now. This is something that I really never thought that I would do mainly because it never occurred to me until a couple weeks ago. Because in my heart, when I started this podcast, I always wanted it to feel like a lot of the longer form television show recap podcasts that I really love. That's the kind of entertainment I really identify with as someone who likes to nitpick and obsess over things. But I'm realizing, you know, four seasons into this podcast, which is, you know, a little bit embarrassing for me as a creator, that this is very different than a lot of those shows because this podcast, we do two hour movies, like one hour and 27 minute long movies. And we want to do them for forever. Uh, Whereas opposed to TV, there's maybe 24 episodes a year, maybe they're an hour long. So that's like 45 minutes running time. And then you get hiatus, there's breaks, there's a whole summer or whatever it is, you know, whatever the airing schedule is, there's several months off a year. The way that we set up this podcast, that's not the case. Um, what we want to do is go year round. I know a lot of you can binge these episodes in a day, and I hear from a lot of people that they don't. They listen to it over the course of the week. Sometimes it can take them two weeks to finish an episode, which is great because then there's one right there waiting for them. But I think we should meet somewhere in the middle between me taking obnoxious amounts of time off two or three weeks sometimes and then hitting you with three or four episodes and taking another two weeks off. That's not really working for me either. And I think that the middle ground would just be to do splitting these really, really long episodes up into a part one and a part two. It'll never be longer than two parts, no matter how long we record the movie. I hope to God that we are able to keep these recordings under four hours, but that's still a lot of content. That's basically 90 minutes instead of one big, fat, three-hour episode, and then I just fucking ghost on you. You know, I'm not your dad. I'm not your stepdad. I'm not, you know, that relative that left. I don't want to be that. I want to be here for you for as long as possible, for as many episodes as possible, forever. And I know that this might be an unwelcome change to a lot of people. Um, I, as a consumer, don't love when things that are working for me change. But I think it's the right move for longevity, as I said, but also because this will allow me to create more. I know that this may seem like I'm scaling back, but in reality, if I spread out the airing schedule a little bit more. That's a lot more recording time. That's a lot more time to recoup and make sure that I get guests that are truly invested in this process. Not everyone, 
you know, can sign up for the process that this can be at times. But yeah, I really want to be able to create more Patreon episodes for you. We have like a few Patreon mini episodes up now. We just had Lewis Peitzman on one. I intend to record as many as possible. Now that I'm not like watching a movie three times every week and then taking copious notes and then basically like falling apart on the one Monday a month I take off. And what I would rather do is record less frequently and then record better. So the actual episodes will be better. And then because like there's a little bit more free time I can create. And in a weird way, the more consistent we are with our episodes, that means that we can sell ads because we are consistent. And I know we have ads on this show already. And I appreciate that no one has brought up that we have a fair amount of ads. That means to me that you understand this is more than a hobby. Um, To me, it's like a cracked out hobby. And the more that I can have consistency, the better chances are that I have good ads that can actually pay me enough that I can say, okay, I have to give even more time to this than I already am. That's the goal. More content, better content, maybe not delivered in the way that you're used to, but A season four change, we love a season four change, okay? That's when we bring in the fun, kooky characters. In this case, it's not characters. It's just episodes separated into two parts. I'm nervous. I hope this is cool with you. I think it's cool. And I'm glad that I can start this on a Ted Travelstead episode because if you're a fan of this show, and I know you got to be if you've listened this far, if you're a fan of this show, Ted Travelstead is one of our greatest guests of all time. I don't feel bad saying that in front of the other guests. It's just the truth. Like, I was my grandmother's favorite grandchild. Everyone knew. We didn't need to worry about it. We could say it anywhere. Say it at the mall. Say it at Christmas dinner. I'm Nana's favorite. Ted Travelstead is my favorite. Um, and I'm so excited that you guys get to hear the secrets of Hidden Lake. Here's part one. Oh, hey, everyone in America. (laughs) It's me, Molly Kayla McAleer, and this is The Secret of Hidden Lake with Ted Travelstead, return guest. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm great. Happy to be here, as always. I know. I'm so excited because you picked this movie out of a bunch that I sent you that included Finding Neverland, Mm -hmm. and then one that I didn't really look into, which... Nacho experts, I need you to let me know. Is the movie where the girl hits a boy and then never looks back really sad? Because it sounds really sad to me. Or I, it could be campy. Uh, it, I watched a trailer, which was um, one of those not really a trailers. It's just the first like three minutes of the film. Of for course. Whatever reason, yeah. You know? <laughs> well, that's all they have. No yeah. one's going to cut together any more than that. <laughs> Like they quit right after. <laughs> exactly. And it was just the woman driving in the rain, uh, getting distracted, uh, hitting a small boy on a bike, uh, getting out, just weeping uncontrollably while stroking his, his hair. Oh, I'm so sorry. And oh, I don't want to move you. I'll go get help. And it, it was, it's just rain coming down. Everybody's very wet. And, it and did- she makes the choice to never, tr- like, she's like, I'm going to leave this dead boy. 
Well, I think what happened is that she, uh, uh, it, it just the little I read about it is that she leaves to get help. <laughs> I'm, I love that I'm asking for your research on the other movie. Like, literally, how cheap am I? That I'm like, so Ted, what'd you do on this other movie? Okay, keep going. I, I, I only have four pages on that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, let's see let me go through the credits uh no she she uh, she um okay. she comes back she goes she goes to get help she comes back i don't know if she's gotten help but there is a small crowd gathered and they're just very angry talking about whoever did this is is you know the oh, devil it's a hit and run movie yeah so she she comes back to like own up but then decides like oh this is a little more than i bargained for so that could be sad yeah i need to like really fully watch that one like the mary kay Laterno one was a huge mistake for me because i was like oh it'll be campy like <laughs> mary kay Laterno, like fucks his student like lol yeah not funny um oh, wow. movie was not um, not a great pick for this podcast. Mm. Um, so I was thinking maybe, but eating disorders have been fun here, and those are pretty serious. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it's it's the serious subject matter can be portrayed in a way that is, um, if it's ham fisted or over the top, then it's there's a comic effect. Really? You can't help it. I mean, the M, the Finding Neverland was almost. I almost was like that. That's one. Because it looked so campy in many ways. But I was like, this is also a tinderbox I don't want to step into. Truly. It, well, like, also leaving Neverland is about to, like, I hope. Was it leaving that? <laughs> well, no. Finding Neverland is, like, the movie that I sent you. But, like, leaving Neverland is the movie that they just came out with at Sundance. It's, like, all the tea. And it's, like, Wade Robson. Which, like, I don't want to talk about the America sliding door moment. I have set up for all of that. Um, but it's like a lot of tea about Wade Robson and this other guy. And they like fully like told everything. Holy and like people Lord. were like leaving the, like they couldn't sit through the Q and a at Sundance. They were going to be like physically ill. Um, and so that's yeah. coming to HBO. And wow. First of all, like not happy about it. Thrilled about it though. Can't wait. I I like I love a good I love a good deep dive. Uh, absolutely. And I, I feel like we need it. I you know every 15 years I need some shit to be dug up on pretty much everyone. Yeah. I'm waiting for Brittany Murphy. Her dad oh. just passed and her, he was the one that was really keeping the whole thing alive. Her dad? Yeah. Okay, I you know I just read maybe that's why it came up in the news again, but I know that her mom and her husband at the time mm -hmm. um yeah, I, maybe had some hanky panky or I, something. Well, I you know I don't know, but it it did all seem um, like super uh, odd. Although yeah, it's it all was very really odd. like not odd, but then but then like the situation itself. But then suddenly you're just it like, was a lasagna. Were these people involved? How could it not be? Yeah, it was like truly. It was like a lasagna for real. Like truly, like that's what it was. Is like it was just like okay, like this could be normal though. But like oh, here's a wow, yeah, no, that like that case. We just did a whole thing on it on this mushroom, which is another podcast I produced. We did a two part. We three-part Brittany Murphy series. Holy I did the last moly. two. Um, and you guys should check it out. But anyway, 
let's get into what we came here for. Yeah. The Secret of Hidden Lake, which is The Secret of Hidden Late, written in my notes. There's a lot of fun surprises. One thing that you should know is that I feel like you and I are in a real role with always doing these sort of like great, like thriller movies. Yeah. Like no, like not too smushy, like nothing like too crazy, but these are like good thriller movies. (laughs) Like I did air quotes right there. That's what you didn't hear. Um, (laughs) Like I felt that um, I think the last moment was that the secret calligraphy. What was or the devil? The devil's teardrop. Yes, devil's teardrop. I think was my favorite. Um, the pool one is probably tied with this. This one's, I think, pretty good. It's, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, the, you know, there's, uh, I, there weren't quite as many. I was hoping for a little bit more creepiness, a little bit more, uh, maybe if, you know, but, but, but there was some creepiness that came in different ways than I was expecting. It like, it presented itself. It really, yeah. it truly was like being like flashed in the park at certain moments <laughs> during this movie. Cause I was just like, whoa, like, like, oh no, I saw a homeless man's balls on Verdugo. Like, <laughs> just like, and I called the police. He looked like white Jesus. They were like, give me the description. And I was like, he had like white hair and they were like, was he like, what was his race? I was like, he looked white, but like, he looked like Jesus, like white Jesus. And I've never seen, like everyone talks about seeing naked people in public. I had never seen a naked person in public before. And I was driving and I'm in my little like mini Cooper. So I'm like low. And I see this man like sort of emerging out of a scene and he has like a, like a loincloth on him. This is at the smart and final off Verdugo and oh, yeah. Glendale. And, um, <laughs> He like emerges with a swine cloth and I like turn back and I'm like, oh fuck, that's balls. Like, <laughs> and he was like really old. So like, they were like crazy ass balls. And like, I see. <laughs> like the- knee length. Like- <laughs> yeah, they were like really like, yeah, they were like very close to my mirrors for like a seven. He was like six foot seven. Like, he was so huge. So then. It's like a Sasquatch type. I look. Exactly. So then I look behind me and like this guy in the car behind me is laughing. So I was like, fuck. Like I am the one who has to pull over and call about this naked man, you know? So that's what this movie felt like a lot to me. Where (laughs) I just like, there was moments where I was like, oh, all right. And there's like, I don't know, there's ghost dad elements. I think it's great. Yeah, I think this this basically this podcast is like your call but, to call to the police. Basically, this is your chance. So we open up in a rural area, and it's in sepia. In fact, I thought Willem Willem Dafoe was in this movie for fifteen minutes. That you that you thought that was. Uh, well, I wasn't you, reading the credits with my eyeglasses oh, on, oh, so oh, yes. I was I didn't saw, have my eyeglasses on, so I thought it was Willem Dafoe. And you saw Winston Record. Yeah, and that's and that's what I translated that to. So like this was totally the man that I was seeing when we opened up on this. Okay, yeah, which I can yeah without glasses, yeah, I can totally. He didn't speak a lot. Um, it, uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, and also I can't really claim that like in a court of law, if someone was like is that Willem Dafoe I'd be like I don't fucking know like I really would I I can't comment so um we open up on this father and daughter in like the woods in a truck and she's like nervously trying to open a thermos yeah 
That was that was excruciating. She looks like Gypsy Rose. This child actress looks like Gypsy Rose, like before she got sick. Do you know what I mean? Or now? Oh, yeah. To Gypsy Rose Lee. Yeah, yes. The, okay. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I would say like she looks like her now, except she's seven in this movie, which is like sad to say. I, she she um I hated her costume. I thought it was just. It her just costume. Was, her, her, what they had the getup? They it had was her. like a vest thing, like Wait. what, it was like a vest with a dress with a collar. Am I wrong? I, I, or what I, was that? I, 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 maybe it was so bad it was, it, that I can't remember. It was just, it was just, it was baggy and ill-fitting, and like looked like just a lot of things in this movie looked like you could just see them picking them out off the rack or like. Putting the extra in place, we're saying, okay, go now. You and this was now. for sure filmed in Canada. Like oh, she's absolutely. a local hire for sure. Um, yeah, so like they're on a budget, they're like scrimping and saving. Yeah, I'm not going to ping them on that. I mean, I, I get it, but like- no, 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 no. <laughs> when there's no snobbery here, <laughs> like literally, I had one one of my favorite guests on this show called what I figured was like probably a five star plus 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 resort. She was like, "What's that, La Quinta N?" And now I feel redeemed, so we can shame anyone we want because I'm fucking humble, honey. Okay, I really one thing I've realized about myself. By the way, let, actually, let's just take a brief break. To, between the thermos and the next scene with the thermos to say that when I say I bleed for you guys, I literally am wearing my Taylor Swift reputation, um, long sleeve white shirt underneath my Selena, um, Quintanilla Perez sweatshirt. And earlier I slipped over a laundry basket while I was holding my computer and I sacrificed my elbow and my, t- I'm bleeding right now. <laughs> Wow. I am um, from my elbow heavily and I bandaged it up and I'm doing great. But I just want you to know it could have been my notes or I guess me not bleeding right now tonight because I saved that computer. I gripped it and I held it up like a hero. Yeah. Like it could have been you could like your your elbow. Like, uh, I'm magpie myself. You are. I am magpie. Yeah, yeah totally. You like, guys will find out who magpie is in three seconds. In three. <laughs> so. the, fa- the fact that she couldn't, like, just sit in the car and pour the coffee there. Like, they made her get out, leave the door open. Oh, like, it, it was manage of- an open... Like, thermoses are hard to open yeah, of totally. that era. And she's a child. I actually have, like, an old school thermos. If, like, we want to later do, like, some like sport... A like, a little, like, X Games outside opening <laughs> thermoses. Like, yeah. yeah, we get... It's hard. They're not easy to open. And then to pour a boiling hot liquid and walk it over around the truck to your dad, knowing... That you probably already made the coffee too strong. Yeah. So she like, he, uh, he takes a sip and he goes, thanks, magpie. She's like, it's too strong, isn't it? And he goes, can't call it a cup of coffee unless the spoon stands up by itself. I love that. Yeah. It was, a, he made a small grunt when he took a sip. Mm-hmm. And that was, she interpreted that as I've, I failed the uh, failure. You know, um, but that's why she became so driven later in life. Well, and then you notice, I mean, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but 
when it cuts to her later, yeah, she is quite the coffee hound. No, well, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have to like do a lot of cut to later's in this movie because I also was trying to predict the crime in real time throughout my notes, and it it's a ride. So there's a lot of like cut to later's. Yeah. Uh, in my notes, anyway. Uh, yes, I have I have a, a bunch of bolded cut to cut to cut to. So. I'm thrilled. Yeah. So um, he like takes her out a bit into the woods and teaches her how to shoot a shotgun at a bird. Right? There's like some bird. Yes, they didn't show you. You don't see it at first. You're like, it could be a deer. It could be uh, anything. It a could human. Be, I thought it could be even like a just a bottle on a stump like you know like that this, would be ideal yeah like a can i was hoping but like but yes it turns out to be a bird but she can't do it Mm-mm. right Mm-mm. she doesn't have it in her and uh the bird flies out and he goes maggie next time why don't you bring your camera and like at first she feels a little bit rejected but then she's like okay mm-hmm. like yeah dad and i agree bring a camera next time yeah it's like she can't it, it feels a little patronizing to me but then i think she's young enough where that's not she doesn't really read it that way and uh and it's more like relieved you know like i don't have to care because he's like give me that gun. and thankfully that didn't catch up to her later in life do you yeah. know what i mean mm-hmm. like she seemed to be doing fine with not being able to shoot a gun which is a good feeling to have yes. um Right? Like, Absolutely. you should never just be like, okay, I'm fucking so comfortable picking up a yeah. gun. Whatever your rights, your choice, whatever, your fucking gun, your nightstand, your choice. But, like, I just, I don't want to pick up a gun. So she wanders off a little bit into the woods. Um, and I wrote, this um, makes me very nervous that her dad's going to kill her. Right off. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I- Cause he's like, stay in my eye line. And I'm like, well, I'm like, well, cause why not? You're just going to let a bullet loose into the woods. Like, stay where I can see you. I'd be like, walk that way. Like walk everywhere behind me. I'll drive to the least interesting point, And then you walk back that way. But like, only stay in front of me. Just stay in front of me, but in my eye. (laughs) Like, it's so crazy. So then she finds a feather. She finds one feather. And then she finds another blood soaked feather. It's not soaked. I did a little research on these feathers. Uh, They look like golden eagle tail feathers. They're not bald American eagle feathers. Well, I mean. They could be, but okay. but when, I didn't look in, up any feathers. <laughs> I did a little feather research, but it actually tracks later in the story. Uh, <laughs> I have let's see, I have seven pages of feather photos. <laughs> kind of a feather guy here. <laughs> I'm I'm a feather guy too. Um, okay, so what happened? <laughs> then a chimney sweep grabs her from behind, basically. Yeah. Okay, so this man is like, I literally did not know what was going on here. I was like, I didn't know what statement was being made. And it looks like chimney, like soot, or it looks like like a person with darker skin tone. You don't realize because this entire scene is sepia. Exactly. I the can't stress that enough. Doesn't lend it. Well, it didn't. I mean, it's funny because I think... I don't know if they did this on purpose. If so, it's a little clever because later on we learned something about that man. This man. And and so 
it's like because you just think oh that's these dirty hands you know right 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 away it's it struck me it struck me right away it couldn't not um it was very interesting so now we're in chicago illinois 20 years later illinois <laughs> yes, that's what I wanted. Okay, I just wanted to correct you quickly okay. on that. <laughs> um, no, but he says he puts his uh, the guy grabs her and says, "Oh shit, sorry, Ted, I forgot. To fucking drop the mic on that. Tell me. No, no, just uh, he says, uh, you know, what? Tell me name? where you live. What's your name? She's like Maggie Dolan. She gives the address, and he's like, I can find you any time, and I can kill everyone you love. What we don't know is that this is extra sad for young maggie yes yet. yes and he says he calls her angel and says angel i don't like that no it did not i didn't like that uh, it felt like an odd touch to me um like no, he's sinister yeah. or something no. so now we're in chicago 20 years later we're outside of a family advocacy center where maggie dolan is now a grown woman helping humanity um, we're going to meet a lot of people in this next scene. We're going to meet Maggie's uh, co-worker, Barb, who doesn't want to pick up the phone. Mm-mm. And Mm-mm. then we're going to flash forward to our, or just like the next scene is going to be um, Alice the fa- and um, the neighbor, Alice. And then we're going to hear the father's doctor. And then a guy named Judge, who I assume is a judge. Ju- yeah, Judge Landers. And then we, yeah. we're packing a lot into this. And then we're going to learn that Alice is not very pleased with Maggie and the way she's handled the last 20 years of her life. So let's go from 422 to 833. He's your landlord doesn't mean he can come into your apartment anytime he wants. You and your children have as much right to privacy as everyone. No, no, that is not true. No, he cannot evict you. Okay, you know what? Here, there is a locksmith about a block away from your building. Yes. Tell him that Maggie from the center sent you. Okay, do you have a pen? She's really sick this time. I don't know, some sort of virus. It's not It's not even the point, you know. No, she's getting back on her feet. Can't you just let the rent slide for two weeks? I don't think that's unreasonable. Family Advocacy Center, this is Barb. Can I help you? Ben, I... Hang on. Maggie. Alice Crandall? She says it's about your dad. What was he doing out there? It's deer season, Maggie. Maybe he wanted to get an early start. He didn't tell anyone he was going. A couple of hikers heard the shot, found him. Said it looked like he got tangled up in some brush. Gun must have gone off when he fell. (laughs) The bullet passed just below the rib cage, penetrated the chest cavity. Here. It also nicked the portal vein, which is why blood loss was so significant. If those hikers hadn't come along when they did. Is he going to live? 
Your father's a strong man, Miss Delvin. The fact that he made it through surgery is a good sign. The next 48 hours will be crucial. Hey. Judge. Hey. It's good to see you, kiddo. He said you were out of town. Got back as quick as I could. Any change? Doctors say all we could do is wait. I've known your father for over 30 years. He's been through a lot. He'll come through this, too. Did he say anything about going out for deer season? <laughs> Not to me. As far as I know, Frank hasn't been hunting in years. I know. First thing he taught me was always tell someone where you're going, especially if you're alone. Just have to ask him when he wakes up. Meantime, why don't you take Alice on home? Get some rest. I'll call if anything changes. Wow, this place has really changed. Everything looks so tidy, like a postcard. You can't stay away for all those years and expect everything to just stop. Things change. That's how it is, whether you like it or not. Are you all right? Thank you, Dolan. I've known you since you were born. Your mother was like a sister to me. Before she died, I promised I'd help your dad look after you. Alice. Well, I guess I missed the boat. If something like this had to happen before you come back home. It's late, and we're both tired, so... You couldn't even be here for his retirement. I wanted to. You wanted to? You know how much that meant to him? 23 years, he was sheriff. Alice, I had a job. I couldn't just drop everything. People need me there. People need you here. Hmm. Okay. I, I mean... This left me reeling, really, the the whole movie, wondering what the relationship Alice had with her dad. Thank you. So, like, this is one of those, like, you read it on Reddit, like, sort of like, yeah, my dad started (laughs) fucking, like, my mom's best friend after she died. Like, it actually wound up working out okay. Like, she's really cool. My mom would have approved of it. Like, this is absolutely what is going on this whole movie. And no one ever addresses it. And, like, Alice is so involved and so emotional about all of this. And, like, just to think if Alice is, like, a sad... I mean, I don't. I hate to use the word spinster, but like, I feel like that's the implication almost in this movie. I, absolutely. To I, think I, that she's that and she cares about this man this much and isn't getting laid kills me. Yeah, and the fact that, like, you know, I mean, I could watch, I could watch a movie from Alice's point of view. And I would I, love. <laughs> that that would be my shit wait so can like one thing i want to back up is that if you guys are like watching this on lifetime movie club the rena sofer rena sofer whatever this actress is she's from california arcadia i don't know if you've ever heard of it i dated a shoe salesman from arcadia (laughs) when i was uh 20 years old i lived i went to occidental college not far from here um she is like very pretty and in the lifetime original movie uh lifetime movie club 
her like her picture like her, the still that they chose for her was very unflattering and i will say um it influenced my choice when i was picking these movies is it is it up on your screen right now i'll show you right now yeah um let's just i just have to search the word secret in lifetime movie club which will bring me down to literally um one two three four five six seven nine movies with the word secret in the title um yes this director uh but like oh wow this is like not a flattering picture of her and i would say that this woman sorry i have it's like because i've been watching it but this woman like looks like neve campbell meets like um courtney cox for sure and she's super beautiful, black Irish, and like I don't know why they made her look so stern. Like she, it's it's, it's she looks like a potato. A, a very like a. It's not a angry flattering. Potato. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like like it would be the angle that if I was if that was me and I was doing approvals, I'd be like, dog, are you, no. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'd be like, can you get me like. Because she's so, like, there's never, I saw the moment that it was in this movie, and I'll try and point it out oh, wow. if we see it. But I saw it, and I was like, this is the worst moment to take a screenshot, you know? Yeah. So she's- anyway, um, Alice is, like, putting a lot on Maggie right now. Yeah, it's really not the right, her father is, and then I think that's something that when you know, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but I think that the dad, like, we don't really... I, as a viewer, didn't feel the um, the kind of angst. I didn't feel like he was on, like he could go either way throughout the film. Right. It's apparent that she does, and a lot of people, you know, he might not make it, you know. And right. She's very anxious about that. Um, I It didn't hit me in that way. but But that being the case... It's not the right time for Alice to bring this stuff up. It's not the right time as well. And also, like, I feel I have a whole thing later on that I want to talk about just about how, like, you know, you shouldn't want a young woman or a young anyone to, like, be tied to home. Like, it's a great thing that she went out. Now I come back on this later where I feel like Magpie is a dangerous narcissist um but like truly like there's some shit going on with magpie but like well yeah her dad called her magpie if i didn't tell you guys that this is not a me thing um that's a dad thing yeah yeah so maggie and alice return home and alice is like listen there's been a few times now where your dad he's just gone off and like to me i say let's test him for dementia (laughs) Right? He's just retired. He's just going off and not telling anyone. And that's against everything he believes in. He tells everyone every time he goes hunting. That's like the first rule of hunting. Yes. And and all this has happened since he retired. So it's like, you know, guy's retired. Starting to go. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. That's when you that's when you check in on your friends and relatives. Mm -hmm. Right. In Mm -hmm. times of hardness and retirement. So Alice insists on walking home. um, She could use the air. (laughs) Walking home in the dark, like, you know, after a long day at the hospital, I could just picture her like, you know, uh, yeah, it's elderly not- people in the community are not doing great. My great aunt's <laughs> name was Alice. We drove Alice everywhere. You fucking drive Alice up to her door and you walk her inside. Yeah, uh, Alice, any Alice. 
Absolutely. Like, Walk them inside. You just, it's, you just don't even question it. You just, yeah. Cat, dog, baby, he, like adult human, like you just fucking walk them inside. So Maggie notices upstairs that one of her dad's shotguns is missing. Um, and she looks at her desk and like everything is pictures of her, her mom and her family. So we're clear on the fact that like dad loves the fam. Mm hmm. Yes. So yes. then um, Maggie goes and talks to the judge the next day. Um, her dad isn't making any progress. We're, um, then we flash back to the, like, the house. And Maggie's like, why isn't there any food in the house? And then Maggie's dad, as a ghost, sort of, what would you call him, a vision? Yeah, I, had a, I, had, I, I wrote down a, a vision. She has a vision. But, it was, but I got to say, and it was interesting format, but it was very confusing at first. Because he's alive, right? A, he's alive. B, like, it, okay, I, I got, I, like, I, I started to realize, oh, this is, this is how they're going to do flashbacks. Where, but, at, but at first I was like, is this a current? Because in this first time that it happens, right. he's, got, he's injured. She's like, you broke up a bar fight, didn't you? And there are domestic uh, altercations or what he's I don't like, like. He's like, I would rather break up three bar fights than one more domestic violence incident. And it's like, well, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> and because she's like, you have a bunch of young deputies under you. Like, send the deputies out to like handle the physical fights. Which- Granted, domestic violence uh, altercations are the most dangerous police activity. Absolutely. But that's really... The way that they he pitches it is like, I personally care so much about domestic violence <laughs> that like I would do three bar fights every day before one more battered wife that's 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 how i took it no that's a good that uh, yeah that's that's i i um i wish i had to take i took it more as like oh. those are a doozy oh like, yeah, I, yeah. I, well maybe because he was in crouching over in pain and i was just like yeah because then she confusing. goes let me see and i was like <laughs> <laughs> so like at one point she goes let me see and he's like no i got it magpie and like he starts to walk out the door after his <laughs> Like whole thing, and it's like, well, what did you want to see? Like a pulled muscle, like it's or what really happened? Bruising. Like some, like a stab wound or yeah. something. Um, but yeah, so basically, like during this flashback, it starts out by um, him being like, "There's," she's like, "Why isn't there any food in the house?" And he's like, "Because the food always goes bad." I don't, and she's like, "You have to stop eating in the diner." So she immediately engages with Ghost Dad. And that's the other thing. It's not Ghost Dad starring Bill Cosby. It's literally like it's she just is interacting with this man that's still alive. And Ghost Dad was very present in the moment, believe it or not. So she's like, he's like, oh, um, Sam's getting like Sam's going to buy the diner. Is this where this happens? Yeah. She's like, Sam's yes, going to buy so- the diner. And he goes, well, if she wants to sling, if he wants to sling hash the day he dies, that's his problem. And I'm like, yo, like, I don't know who Sam is, but like, congratulations to Sam for buying a diner. Right? Absolutely. Right. Like, why? And I understand, like, it's okay. a huge being a small business owner is not easy. Yeah. So then, like, okay. But then, but quickly, this is, I, this is, then you realize that this is flashback dialogue being applied to being the in the moment yeah so that's why it's confusing because you're like clearly sam's had the diner for a while now it takes a couple beats to like for me like it took like i was like okay wait okay 
like I actually like, wrote out my thought process in the notes, but like it, it, it this is what this whole movie is. It, it makes you do a lot of mental work, which is like not a great like I'm on Mexico. I'm in Mexico. Like our hotel happens to get lifetime. Like I'm fucking drunk and I just want to like lay out and watch a movie. <laughs> this is not the movie. It asks a lot of you as a viewer. Yes. Um. So we find out that like Sam's a big loser. And he goes, um, we'll need to talk before he goes, you'll need to talk before you leave. So like, that is what I guess kind of informs us that maybe she's like about to leave for college. So then we see the next day, a guy who I guess is Sam comes up to the house holding a couple of coffees. He turns back around like he's about, he made a big mistake. Like, oh, why did I come all the way with these? Like, <laughs> and I'm like, he better on that diner because those seem like expensive coffees, right? Yeah. Unless they're just. I mean, they're really big. They're very large, but it always bugs me um, when uh, I and I, I put that. Let's see. Oh, you can always tell when a prop cup is empty because mm, it's, it's, it's so a very empty. Small pet peeve of mine, but they're very big, and it's it's very like. We Haley Duff is a bad cup actress, and we've dealt with that on the show before. Cup acting is not easy, and I just don't understand why they don't put water in it. Exactly. Just yeah. like give it a little weight. Like yeah. you can there's some food coloring so, in there. We'd all buy it. Yeah. It helps you the actor. Put a roll of dimes in there. Right? You can even see it. Put some know? dimes in there. Exactly right. Like give exactly. Put some steaks in it. So um we're going to act out a scene a little bit later so everyone can find out what a terrible actress I am. But <laughs> so um Maggie's like, "Hey, wait a minute." Like, what are you doing here? Are those coffees for me? So I wrote, this is very standard for a lifetime. Um, the loser from back home that's so good for you, but also so wrong. And then he asked her about the dad. She's like, no progress. And then she invites him in, but he's like, I got to get home. I got to go back to the diner. So then... Um, for the breakfast rush. Yeah. I wrote, I don't know if I want to know what down went down between these people. And I think it's odd that Maggie is a family advocate because Sam a loser essentially for running a diner. That's a job she'd probably be thrilled if any of her clients got to climb to. But Sam is a loser for working there long enough that he can afford to buy it. So like, that's basically my thoughts on Maggie. Yes. Like I Sam's a loser because he owns a diner. Like that's fucking sick. I would love to own a diner. It's amazing, especially we we cut there later and it's a premier restaurant in town. Yeah, and like it's Her dad a little eats bit every meal there. I see a little jealousy possibly. <laughs> going Maggie's on now. jealous of the diner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So Maggie's sitting bedside at her father's hospital. Um, after the nurse checks on him, she goes um, into another conversation with Ghost Dad. Um, basically, they're cutting right back to after she left for college, before she went, or after she left college, but before she went to the city. So now we know that she and her dad are kind of like reliving moments, right? That are yes. pivotal. Yes. So her dad is doing what I consider to be very selfish parenting, where he's being like, you know, you can stay back here for the summer. You know, you should really be here. But at the same time, because like she has this job she needs to take, right? Like she's like, dad, I got to go. I got a job, it's right? A great job. But dad's like, you got to stay back. But now, like knowing what I know with homie being almost dead in that coma, like... Time is limited in this life. Like maybe you got to spend some time with the fam. Like that yeah. really, 
that really tested my emotional, you know, situation. Oh, no, it, may, it got me thinking <laughs> because, I, you know, I, I think especially in in this town, it's very easy, at least maybe just for myself, it, trying to work in the entertainment business and yeah. write and do that kind of stuff. It's it's very much like wanting to be available for the work if it's going to be it comes. And so you yeah. can very much uh, you sacrifice like take a vacation it's okay go away do you have to live your life when you're like really struggling though which i don't think magpie is doing in chicago but like i do think this is what kind of informed my opinion about this is like i remember looking at my mom and being like mom every time i open my email my life changes like whether nothing comes or something comes or like an opera like every time I open my email my life changes Mm. and like that is what that means to me like when I'm on the computer doing this thing or doing that thing like there's never a moment in my life where there is an opportunity right or Mm -hmm. like there I'm not learning about like whatever Mm. um and like so my mom would have definitely I feel like been like very anti magpie's dad whose name I never bothered to learn Frank Frank, 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 thank you. So, like, Frank is very, like, I don't know. Frank is very anti-dream, very pro-fam. Yeah, and I I don't know if, if, and we don't really learn anything about Maggie's mother passing away. No. um, Except she had... Nada. (laughs) She she passed away right before this incident in the woods happened. Yeah. Um, uh, But... Uh, throat know, got slit cancer we don't know yeah it, it, car it, crash I, I would think that it informs informs frank's uh kind of selfish um parenting mm-hmm. uh, but, keep it close yeah yeah but at the same time you think maybe you know he would have worked through some of that stuff uh in the widow support group I only think, like, because of the dork that Alice is, that, like, mom must have been an okay person. Because Alice is, like, a pretty big dork <laughs> for, for mom to have been, like, the Audrey Hepburn of town. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, like, she's yes. not Norma Jeaning in that shit. She's just, like, regular-ass mom. She's not Anna Nicole Smith. Like, this is... She's just mom. Yeah. Like, I think she died of a terminal illness. Yeah. Um, We're going to catch back up with Alice at the gas station. Um, She seems to be on the other side of things now. Um, After the conversation with Ghost Dad, Alice has totally flipped her opinion, unbeknownst to the conversation with Ghost Dad. And she's saying, like, none of this is your fault, Maggie. Her dad, your dad getting shot has nothing to do with you. So then a guy covered head to toe in Greece. (laughs) Like, literally, like... <laughs> and we're not in sepia anymore. No, this is, like, this is, um like, a, a, like a theater production <laughs> level of Greece that he's covering. It's like, hey, if you guys don't know that this man works in cars, this is, like, so... This is, like, yeah, no, this is absolutely not it. So, um he's incredibly shy. He can barely make contact with Alice or Maggie. Um We'll pick up here, go really quick to the scene um after that with Alex explaining Jack and the legend of his father. Um, and then things are going to really pick up once Maggie gets home and spots the sheriff in her driveway. So it's 1445 to 1827. My favorite quote from this is, Honey, nobody looked. 
Nobody looked? Honey, nobody looked. That's the quote. Just wait for it. It'll pop up and fault me. Morning, Miss Crandall. Jack, thought today was your day off. Yeah, I'm just, I'm getting in some overtime before school starts. Jack starts college next semester. Got a full scholarship to their automotive training program. Congratulations. Jack Ford, this is Maggie, Sheriff Dolan's daughter. Oh, Sheriff got me this job. Oh, you got yourself this job, and don't you forget it. Okay. It's nice to meet you. You too. That name sounds so familiar. I feel like I should remember it. Oh, you're thinking of his father, Jack Ford Sr. Your dad had a few run-ins with him over the years. Dad didn't talk about work much when I was little. Meanest man I ever met. Get himself all liquored up, start fights, bust up half the town. But that wasn't the worst of it. What do you mean? Your dad would bring Ford in, but he never stayed in jail more than a few days. And then he'd go home and beat up his family. Oh, my God. Start with his wife. Work his way down. Jack Jr., he's the oldest. He caught more than his share. Is it still going on? It was. Till Ford disappeared about a year ago. Disappeared? Drove out of town one fine day. Nobody's seen him since. No one could find him? Did you see that boy? Those kids grew up battered and scared. Told they were too stupid to amount to anything. Now, you look in his eyes and you see hope. You see future. Couldn't find him? (laughs) Honey, nobody looked. It's all right, Maggie. Nothing's changed. That's not why we're here. He's all right? It's just the sheriff just... She needs to ask you a few questions. What about? It wasn't an accident, Maggie. Someone shot your father. We're checking the rifle for Prince. Didn't sound right to me from the beginning. Frank knows his way around a gun as well as anybody. How do you know it wasn't an accident? I looked at the doctor's report this morning. Given the angle of the wound, the trajectory of the bullet, even falling down, there's no way he could have shot himself. Did he mention any problems recently? Something out of the ordinary, phone calls, mail? No, but he talked to one of you before he'd ever say anything to me. Truth is, Maggie, he hasn't had much to say to anybody for the last few weeks. We thought you might know if there was something on his mind. Alice said he's been going off by himself lately. Be gone all day and never say where. I'll speak to Alice. If you think of anything, give me a call. I will. Who would want to kill him? Do a job like that for 23 years? Not everybody's going to love you for it.
so uh, just such a um, what do you call it when someone's lying in disguise like that? Like he's such a shapeshifter. Like you just <laughs> know he is like. Yeah. Like, but you don't know yet. Like, you're like, oh, what a safe, comfortable man. But then yeah, later, yeah. when you see him, mm, like when even when he's in his office later on with his hat off, his little like cap for everyone at home, he's wearing a cowboy hat. Um, he he is a liar. <laughs> he's, he's a liar. And his specialty is gaslighting. He major notes about gaslighting and this this whole fucking community did everything they could to hold this woman down so this unfortunately falls into like a very common new theme for this where it's always kind of been a theme but we're doing this more than ever which is just like poisoning a woman from the inside when she enters into an unreal situation we see this a lot with Haley duff that seems to be her like main thing but like with this movie in particular as well they're like you sure you're not seeing stuff? And she's like, what the fuck? Like, and I feel like I've been in moments like that when I'm on mushrooms, like where I'm like, yo, like fucking stop telling me something's not the way. And I'm a grounder. Okay. Like (laughs) it's not normal. Like I know when something's not normal. So like, this is how I truly felt for her. Cause I was like, yo, like if I was on mushrooms and everyone in town was telling me, Though, like, I was not knowing the truth about my dad's shooting. I would lose my mind. Yeah. That... I, you know, <laughs> like, regular style. But, like, that felt like being on Mushrooms to me watching this movie. Yeah, I, I can totally see that. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, honey, nobody looks. <laughs> um, I wrote, I'm obsessed with the sheriff's car. I can spot the make and model on it, but it looks like um, a late 80s or early 90s Ford LMK, if you're a car expert and you watch this because I want to have that car and I want to paint it like that. That could be a cute weekend little sheriff's car moment for me. Absolutely. So um, my go-to thought is that her dad um, has this man chained up in the woods since his retirement and has been torturing him. That was your... My go-to. Oh, oh, okay. Was like, daddy's got this man chained up in the woods. (laughs) And has been torturing him. Like, and I knew it was a wild thought, but like, I also was like, we got to go wild. Like, this is Buck Mountain. Literally, it's called Buck Mountain. (laughs) We got to go there. Dude, Ted, when I saw this was called Buck Mountain, like, I literally had to spend my day trying to like finish these notes and not make memes all day. Like, Buck Mountain. You guys meme the shit out of Buck Mountain. Like, that is my... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and when you tie in the mushrooms and everything else, like, what's going on in Buck Mountain? Like, ritual torture, mushrooms, like, fucking your, your dad who has, like, who's going senile, this Jake boy covered in grime, Alice. What is, is Alice body? doing on Buck Mountain? If I encountered Alice, the one, t- I, w- the first time I did mushrooms <laughs> was in the mountains, and, and, uh, I came, I was not, the the beginning of it was just, it was too much for me. I was just too, like, you know, I was ex- just wasn't expecting the intensity of, right. of it. No, it's and, a lot. And being in nature and being in the trees, breathing and just, you know. And, and my friend, luckily, was much more grounded and much more used to that type of thing. And it was just like, it's all right, dude. But we were walking. Truth we is... Ca- 
audience at home, just say if your friend is ever freaking out, just be like, man, everything's going to be okay. It's all right. Because it, it is okay. It is no, okay. No matter what's going on, it's fucking okay. Like, unless you're seizing on the ground, it's cool. Yeah. It's just different. It's, it's just, just a, different. You're just in a different just place. Different. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay. So sorry. But, Keep going. No, I just, I mean, it's a, I won't even, the whole, but this one small part where we were walking in the mountains and we came upon these two men. One of them is sitting on a stump or something, holding his foot and grimacing, and just said, "Have you seen a ranger?" <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean, I, it, I feel like that's would, <laughs> would have like encountering Alice because I just had to. I think I, ra- I think I ran. Like I was just. <laughs> I couldn't deal with like the reality of that situation. Right, was just too. I mean, I felt like an infant. Like, right. have you seen a ranger? Have you seen a it's ranger? So earnest. It's so earnest. So clearly, somebody's in trouble. Or, you know, hurt. Maybe just a twisted ankle or something. But like, I mean, it was that was just too. Yeah, I just bolted. I think. So I, you know. maybe the dad is torturing this guy on Buck Mountain. Yeah. But then we come up on the hospital. Oh, wait, sorry. What were you going to say? No, I was curious. I I got uh, (laughs) briefly lost because we know that because Alice explains that... that he disappeared correct mm-hmm. that's what honey he goes looked. he like yeah. go away for a day and then come back but then but but she also she's talking jack senior uh who which is the father of the evil boy evil boy evil Greece man boy mm-hmm. um good boy she, evil man good boy evil man <laughs> she, that's the the honey nobody looked is when she's talking about the dad disappearing right like yeah jack senior gone okay yeah so that's when you came to the conclusion that Maybe. Yeah, because I was just like, oh, Absolutely. everyone knows this. They want this evil man driven okay. out of evil man driven out of town. I was like, well, we know from the woods that there was a man seems two and two. Right. Yeah. And then, well, this man's like gone. And now the dad's possibly mentally ill and shot. Maybe he's been torturing him in the woods for years. I don't think that's a it's a bad guess. So um, we come up on the hospital, and then a reporter jumps on her. And it's, it's this is the scene we're going to act out. Yes. It's Zach Roth, a reporter with the Herald. So when we open up, you can see his messenger bag. Is it still in a side hall? Like, he's in the side hallway when we come up on it. So he was waiting for her. And I don't know why this upset me so much, but it did. Like, I know how... This ambush? I know how paparazzi works. I know how reporters work. But I was still like, oh, my God. Like, have some, like, just, like, niceness about you. Have some tact. <laughs> have, have some, some niceness. New, yeah. Like, I've I've dealt with... I was a fact checker for a number of years, so I, I know... I bet. Uh, with, in fact, I don't know if we've talked about this. Were you uh, a fact checker for what? For Vanity Fair. So I, I worked with Nancy Joe. No, uh, Nancy Joel Sales. Oh yes. my God. I love her. And a number of stories. Her book is in my, uh, infrared sauna right now. The, uh, internet one. She, uh, I, she was great. I, re- I really liked her. We, we, we were, we, you know, had a nice relationship, working relationship and friend relationship became friends. But, uh, uh, she was a good reporter. 
and this guy wasn't. No. Wait, so did you do like the bling ring stuff? No, I think it was, I think it might have been, I can't remember. You passed away. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, this is I a passed, flashback. This is, this is passed, Ghost Ted. Yeah. Ghost Ted. Uh, I yeah, I would hope. Honestly, that'd be so cool. Like, <laughs> if I had been accidentally inviting a ghost on my pod for three years, and then you showed up, and for that, I thank you in a new jacket and everything. Yeah. Hey, look, it's the least I could do. <laughs> um, she, uh, no, I worked on the. <clears throat> she did a piece about Randy and Evie Quaid. Mm. That was a, oh, that was a great piece. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Randy Quaid was on a good one. That's right. I for I like uh, wrote shitty things about that, like three hundred word things about that. Yeah, when yeah, I yeah. was when doing gossip, w- went into Canada and couldn't come back. And, yeah. yeah, and but uh, it, yeah, there was a few. Um, the, I think a thing about Twitter early on. I think it's might have been when I joined Twitter. Uh, was but that might not have been her you know what's cool is like randy quaid could have been this guy because this is i think filmed in canada he was stuck there oh yeah seems like honestly not on the wrong beat (laughs) um (laughs) little it was just a little early a little oh right oh they predicted it Sick. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, you know, everyone's like, "Oh, the Simpsons, pre- the Simpsons predicted it." They actually kind of did, though, right? But they did they? Which or, uh, everything? Oh yeah. Every the Simpsons predicted everything. Yeah. Like yeah. they're like, "Oh, nine eleven, everything." I think smart comedy uh, can very mirror culture and predict culture, kind of get ahead of things pretty easily. Do you think we're living in Black Mirror? Like, truly, <laughs> are we on the same timeline? Do you think? Like, <clears throat> as as that kind of, as the show? Or so, as, like, the theory, do you watch Black Mirror? I haven't seen Bandersnatch or whatever that. No. So, you don't have to. So, like, but basically, couple, they say, yeah, like, the entire universe technically, like, takes place in the same time span. Okay. Which is, like really weird to think about because like we're so caught up to so many ideas on the show yeah yeah yeah. are we gonna die tonight (laughs) i literally though i do wonder like we're so fucking caught up and elon musk said it best on joe rogan baby he said we needed to slow down a while ago and it's true it's true we are in troubled times my friend oh yeah That's, like, why I'm so glad I don't have kids. Like, if I, like, have a child later, I, like, totally take that back. But, like, I don't think I... I won't, and I I feel that way. I, like, feel so that way. Like, I just am, like, why would I... (laughs) And then, like, sometimes I hear my friends, like, be like, oh, like, that's why sometimes they feel bad about having kids. I'm like, yeah, dog, it's too late. Like... You had them, though. You know what I mean? I went to Japan. You had kids. I don't know how many times I'm, I'm going to have to bring that up on this podcast. <laughs> Go to Japan. Have kids. You pick. Culture. Whatever. Yeah. Um. So, okay. So, basically, we are uh, in the hospital. Zach Roth jumps on her, right? Mm. And he's like, the hospital won't tell me anything about your dad. I was hoping maybe you could. She's like, there's nothing to tell. So he's like, can I just ask you a few questions? I hate how sleazy he is. I literally like... Snoopy? I also, yeah. Wait, no, Zach. Wait, who? 
Wait, what did you call him? Judy? No, no. <laughs> you said I hate how Snoopy he is. No, sleazy he is. Oh, sleazy. But he yes. is also Snoopy. He is. Like, he is Snoopy. Um, oh, I wish he was Snoopy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I wish. Oh, my God. That would be so if they great. Could, if this just turned into the Peanuts movie for, like, Like, just, literally 20 just, like, just for the scene? Just, like, Snoopy? <laughs> I would. I that mean, would be. I'd lose my mind. I would really. I, ten I would out of ten. Happy. <laughs> Great movie. <laughs> um, so he's like, she's. He's like, basically, like, come on, just like sit down with me. She is like caught off guard, and like, I don't blame her, right? Well, what did she has? She has no inkling that there could. Her father is beloved in this town. Uh, as far as she knows. As far. Yes, and, and like also like you know, not everyone's used to like press opportunities like not everyone knows you can just say no you know Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. like you know someone says do you want to comment and you're like well no but like let me comment on that comment like (laughs) well yeah people don't realize that like oh i'm just having a discussion is also it's because it has Mm. a lot of different levels of like you know um, and Snoopy never like turned on. We'll just call him Snoopy. Snoopy never turned on his recorder at any point. So Snoopy had his recorder running. Yeah, which you know, is, which this oof, guy's ethics. that unnerved me because I was like, oh, I would like to think I'm not being recorded, like yeah, yeah. via tape recorder, while someone's asking me if I want to talk about my dying father in a hallway. Um, but anyway, he's like. Yeah, so um, your dad grew up here. She's like, yeah, my grandparents moved here when it was old mining town. He's like, your dad went to Colorado State and then he became a deputy. She's like, yeah. And then after, so like, by the way, he's not asking her questions. He's making statements. It's like a true or false. uh, It's really like he's, and that was like, this is like when I started to think like, fuck, you got to never talk to people. Like that was literally, my reaction to this was like, be like aware of whether or not someone's asking you a question or leading you into a statement, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was it was an interrogation. It was like a court. It was like she's on the <clears> stand, you know. No, it truly was, and like also, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. So we'll get into the court ethics of all this later. So and he's like, "Is there any reason in particular you chose to move to Chicago?" And she's like visibly uncomfortable, and this seems to please him. Um, and she's like, "There was a job Sadist. opportunity there. I couldn't pass up." So. Um, let's lead in with you, Ted, say as Snoopy saying, so, so this has nothing to do with your father then. And I'll be playing the part of magpie. Okay, great. Fantastic. <clears throat> so it has nothing to do with your father then. What do you mean? Well, you must be aware of the allegations that your father flagrantly misused his position while he was sheriff. Excuse me. I have a source who accuses him of abusing prisoners while in custody. What? No. Says he had a personal agenda. What amounted to a vendetta. Wait a minute. I received some letters that make some very serious charges. I've got to (laughs) go. Obviously, your father's in no condition to, but I I thought if you cared to make a statement, Miss Dolan, it's the best way to help your father to clear this up. Look, I can run this story with you or without you. It's your choice. So then, okay. Oh, by the way, Killer read, Ted. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was a little over the top, but look, you know, I'm having fun. So, <laughs> so Magpie is talking to the judge and is upset, 
rightfully. And she says that Roth, he has the proof in these letters, okay? And then the judge is like, no, everyone's seen those letters, okay? It looks like they were signed by an eight-year-old. Um, which, like, to me is like, well, that's interesting. If, like, a slightly illiterate, like, barely literate person is writing these notes, I'd be like, well, what's his... Or an eight-year-old. Yeah, back... Oh. <laughs> There you go. We're a fucking eight-year-old. Thank you. Um, and she Children. wants to know who sent them. And he's just like, there is no signature. That made me laugh so hard. Because she's like, who wrote them? There's no signature. <laughs> like, you're the fucking police, dude. Well, he's a, ju- a judge. But it's like, if that's where it ended, like, SVU would not be a show. Like, if it was just like, shit. Well, they were well, like, hand, they weren't hand rapists, delivered. Like he took all these like fucking trophies and shit, but like he didn't sign anything. So. He didn't leave a card or anything. <laughs> and that's this movie is like this movie is mostly police being like, "Well, we've hit a wall." Like <laughs> so many walls were hit. Every okay, so um, he says that Roth probably doesn't even know uh, who wrote the uh, notes himself. Maggie's like furious that he's doing this story um he calms her fears by saying that everyone in this town trusts her dad and he would never hurt him then judge gets a call from the sheriff we drive all the way out to buck mountain (laughs) 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 honestly where i went every weekend uh let's just actually say monday through or let's just say wednesday through monday of uh every week in my 20s um on buck mountain um, and that's where this whole scene set up. Magpie sits with Judge. Uh, the way she did with her dad in the truck when um, they first did on Buck Mountain. Um, and he tells her she can never leave. You can never leave Buck Mountain. This place stays with you. Um, so then we go to the woods. We've got the female sheriff. Uh, she's This woman's the sheriff. She's the authority of like... Um, the woman who rings you up at the pharmacy at CVS, not like the act, like where she's like, I'm going to guard you from the pharmacist. Yes. Yes. But like, do you need a consultation? You're going to have to wait over there. I'm going to take you over here. And then you wait there. She's basically just like a authoritative cashier, like at most. <laughs> so we're going to do absolutely 2143 to 2311. Mine grinds my gears, but I'm like, you have no fucking authority over me noticed it before because we weren't looking for it. It's been used recently. Can you find out who it was? Public land. Anybody can come through here whenever they want. Might get lucky. Lift some prints off this stuff. Hope it matches a gun license. Whoever it was, they would have seen Frank coming long before he saw them. Then why not ambush him from there? If they were going to shoot him anyway, why use his own gun? Which is another thing. Granted, those hikers mucked up the scene pretty bad when they found him. Still, if there was a struggle, there ought to be some sign of it. Maybe he never had a chance. Those are army MRE packages left behind in the blind. Yeah. If those fellas saw him first, it's for damn sure they had him outgunned. What fellas? We're getting a lot of those uh, militia types running around up here. You know, playing soldier. We've tracked them through here a few times. They would have recognized your dad right off. So, are you saying they were waiting for him, or this was just some sort of coincidence? Right now, we got to consider every possibility. <laughs> Stay back. Excuse me. Stay back. This is a ferning woods. I don't know what Colorado has, like, in terms of ferns, Frank ever but this seemed like a lot before. for me in terms of... You two ever come up here a little? 
woodsy ferns. I didn't. Yeah. I'm gonna look up Colorado fern life. <laughs> oh, I've got three pages on that already. <laughs> a few pages. <laughs> like they're my feather. <laughs> the back of my feather information. <laughs> You haven't seen my blog yet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, um, yeah. So this whole scene was like, you know, it was what it was. It was a a brief breeze through on a crime scene that, you know, I never really understand where they're supposed to get like stuff in crime scenes in the woods anyway. It's so damp. Like, I wouldn't know where to start pressing for fingerprints around anywhere. Like, I, I would just be, like, pressing on toadstools and, like, you know what I mean? Like, where are you supposed to find a fingerprint on that? That could be anything. That could be, like, a, a branch or a tree. Where do you really start? That's a, it's a, it's a very good question. I, I Also, they showed a guy with, like, some big, like, pincers or tongs. Like, yeah. Which... I don't know the whole thing. Yeah, it was a very. It was it didn't. It was seemed like kind of a mess. I love the idea of removing wetlands to like match it to tracks later in like foot feet. Like I love it when someone's like, "Oh, like that kind of like plant could have only grown in this forest." Oh, yeah. I love that, but um, that's yes. not where we or, go with this. Or dirt, like they find dirt and they're like, "Oh, that's from the." This. What was a really good movie with that? It was like a really good movie with that. With, um, like, with that kind of evidence, dirt evidence. It was the, like a dirt evidence. Like I literally. I think it was be, called dirt evidence. <laughs> so um, <laughs> Sam comes in while, oh, Magpie's in, go, she goes back to the hospital. And oh, Jack. Say, I'm so sorry. Oh, sorry, sorry. In the woods. This just seems sorry. like a real, like um, a real kind of like. It's just a bad misdirect. Like they're like, there's militiamen. We've been tracking these militiamen in the in the woods. Yeah, like, like what is militia even? Like that's like a is that like a self appointed sort of like in this scenario? Is this like a self appointed vigilante mean, moment sort of thing? Like a soldier of fortune, or like some like like or militias. Well, militias seemed like. There's all sorts of, I mean, like you can start your own militia if you're rising up against the government or wanting to or something. But like. In Colorado, though, like it's so, I mean, like I bet there are everywhere, anywhere that there's a lot of wood, there could be in my backyard a militia. Um, That makes sense, actually. Sure. But it's. (laughs) Yeah, it's strange. They, they, the way they, they refer to it almost like you can't tell. Second hand. Like, like, it's just like, oh, it's like you know, it's like playing, my, like, play, playing soldier. Right. It's just like, oh, we got these militia men. Like, some actual, play, like, there could be terrorists, you know, there could be some, like, domestic terrorist activity going on. But that's how it sounds to me. And it's like a lot of non attention paid to that. Totally. Like, oh, we've been tracking them. Clearly, you haven't. If the, you know, you're just finding some food. And the sheriff is like, I just want better for her. Like, it's like they bring in this female sheriff and like she just seems. And she is so dumb throughout this whole movie. And I don't want that for her, but she's never ahead of the curve ever. Like, it's sad. So it is. I I really I appreciate the uh, the casting uh, and 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 the, the woman in the role. I just I wish that both the I wish judge was had been a woman that, yeah 
And that, that I wish it was written a little bit more, just given her more to work with other than another dead end. She is a Canadian hire for sure, though, because you get to hear the accent come through. I don't clip that scene because it's like there's too much in this movie that's like of such peak importance. And I will tell you that I had a like slight meltdown like when I was watching this movie because I was like 35 minutes in and the lifetime counter was reading like it was reading the total time which is typically an hour and 27 minutes and this movie was an hour and 25 minutes and so a half an hour and I thought it was telling me I had 125 (laughs) minutes left (laughs) and I was like oh I'm not gonna make it no, like I literally like I was I was having a tough time and it wasn't because I wasn't going to make it. I was just like, how are me and Ted going to make it through this podcast? Because we will like, yeah, like I just like don't want anyone to pass away. Like, so. <laughs> so anyway, so Magpie gets back to the hospital and Jack is standing in the room. Jack, the greasy guy. Um, Jack Jr., we know, yes. is looking at her dad and she freaks out and she's like, you're not allowed in here. And he like kind of was like, oh, sorry. And he lets himself out. So like he seems creepy. Right. And then Sam comes in, who looks like um, Peter Dinklage. Who? Peter Dinklage. He looks oh. like tall Peter. Like doesn't facially he look exactly like Peter Dinklage? <laughs> there is a resemblance. Yeah. It's like freaky because I'm like, oh, the part of people that like because I'm not like in the oh, Peter Dinklage is hot club but like the part of people that think that would fucking love this guy so come get your mans like because he's tall peter dinklage just lives in this man so um he's like listen she's um, in and first of all she's in the uh she goes from the hospital room to the waiting like the snack area it's like the hospital like cafeteria slash break room it's like like where the family cries yeah and then like a bunch of plates stacked up on a trash can it's very odd like uh it's i mean you know they tried their best i want to know what they like what if this was like the emergency room and like in a, a practice children's hospital like in canada maybe like it does because like the way that they have it set up is like the idea of a hospital but it's not um maybe i mean there's no way this was real but then also there was enough going on that i thought maybe this could be a hospital in some sense yes it was like they had two decent hallways the only and then the this kind of break room and then the only real kind of like the the fact that he never had his own room until the very end after the emergency surgery and was and he's like, the former sheriff he's just right near unless he had such a deluxe setup that they had a reception area just for his room Mm-mm. <laughs> but but he's like you know they've tucked him like in the in the in the corner near this kind of reception area like you have expected like a copier to be nearby his bed or but i just like don't trust lifetime enough to think that they would paint everything light blue and then put up like the red sticky things that say what like it wasn't like a because i looked it wasn't a placard it was like those letters were stuck to the wall and like I just don't trust Lifetime to do that. Like, I think it must have been a children's play hospital. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I no. I mean, they could have done that. No, but no, like, no. But I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, no. You know, like, it was like, a little too, like, normally they'd just put up, like, a, a placard. 
But like it had the idea. This probably is the local. We got this is Degrassi. They probably use this for Degrassi. Yeah. My favorite show. Um, Because they did put up a placard later when we go to the newspaper. mm, It's like a little cardboard sign that says the Herald. It meant everything to me. I love that whole. Okay. So then Sam comes in and Sam's like, well, they told me your dad's stable. Meg just like, we'll just be silent. She'll let Sam just talk for like an hour. Um, and then she tells them like, you know, the sheriff thinks it's a militia group that might've ambushed them. The sheriff's in way over their head. They need to call in the stadies. And he's like, give this, give, the, give the sheriff a shot. Uh, she knows what she's doing. She knows what she's talking about. She's and she's sharp. like, I've lived and breathed this. Nothing bad could happen when Sheriff Dolan was around. And like, basically we find out he's created like a fantasy world, a time capsule. She thinks that the entire town lives under this like truth that nothing had happened to them. But in reality, like nothing, it's not even her dad. It's just like nothing really could happen to these people. Like it's a pretty small town. Like it wouldn't benefit anyone to do crime here. It's this one rogue man. It's not her dad. Yeah. It's Jake senior. Am I wrong? Yeah. Okay. But, but this was a little (laughs) bit, no, you're, you're exactly right. I think this was a little confusing because it suddenly was like, it made it seem the 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 way she her language made it seem like there was like it's just like she was trying to infer that there was a secret like that you know this whole fantasy world has been set up but there's deep dark evil here so he's like you need to get some sleep and then she goes on this tear and she's like sam good old sam still <laughs> hanging around getting along with everybody you don't have a clue do you we haven't seen each other in years and we're supposed to act like we know each other or something and he goes i know this isn't you talking and she says you know what you don't know a damn thing and then I, this is where i wrote he looks like peter dinklage and then um she's crying outside the hospital like on a van like <laughs> waiting to be waiting to be seen like uh, on the on the front end of an ambulance <laughs> she's like this is where like i've been in that relationship where you're like oh. like i want him to see me upset because then he'll know and it's like he bitch he won't unless he's the killer okay so nobody looked <laughs> right so um then he comes out and he's like look orion's belt <laughs> she goes i can't see the stars where i live i don't even look anymore i've seen every failure every weakness every human frailty i thought i couldn't handle i thought i could handle anything right now there's always something i can do i should be able to do something but i can't i can't do anything and i don't want them to die wait i don't want him to die <laughs> Like with them. Um, so then they're eating at Sam's Diner, which, by the way, is Sam's Diner, bitch. Like, welcome to yeah. Sam is like fucking making America great again. He's owning his business right now. Sam's a Trumper. Agree, disagree. Oh, agree. Yeah. <laughs> Hard agree, maybe. Agree. He's a small business owner in Colorado. But this is great, though. This is what makes me think he might not be because she's like, eating his eggs and she's like these are unreal and he's like i chopped basil up into him it's my secret and i'm like oh he's a basil boy like maybe he's not maybe he's not a trumper he knows about fresh herbs that's true although but later when (laughs) he's i don't want to skip ahead too far but he started to get a little like he knew a little bit more about the judge than we thought Mm. And yeah. there was some business stuff that he had uh, participated in that seemed a little uh, to me like, uh, yeah. 
And uh, yeah, no, yeah, he's a. Uh, but at this point, they've I got a history. Think... Let's just say that they've no. got it. They these two have got a history. Yes. Oh god, she's like, thanks for always being there for me. And I know in lifetime that means that he probably skipped out of town, right? Or she <laughs> skipped out of town and like didn't tell him anything. There was maybe an engagement, and guess what? In this case, there was. We don't know what their relationship long term romantically was. By the way, L.A. It's beaten down rain on this house right now it's not a raccoon coming in my house <laughs> um so she ghosted him yeah she fucking ghosted him before but like, ghosting was like in vogue she goes i just left without a word we were friends forever and he goes look frank told me where you were frank is his name she goes that's not what i mean and so basically like He's like, I know it's not what you mean. Look, what do you want me to say? You didn't like it here. It's not brain surgery. I won't. I love it's not brain surgery. It's not brain surgery's classic. You throw that down anywhere. You can say it's not brain surgery to anything. Um. So I wrote, I think Magpie is a selfish person um, who does what she does for a living because she has a God complex. I don't know why I went that fucking far. <laughs> I went hard into Magpie here, but um, the diner's nice. She's like acknowledges that, and he says he likes it there. The diner's great. The diner has a full bar. Yeah, full bar. That is not an easy permit to get. N- nice. I mean, the nice wood. It looked like it the- looked like a beautiful. It looked really, really like beautiful and like carefully put together and like because now it's sam's diner he put a bid on the diner but like so we know whatever the diner was it came with that but now it feels like sam's diner it he and he's out he's over there he's angry but he's cleaning a beer glass while he's talking he's like shining those water spots right out he doesn't know about finish cleaner which ted travel said told me all about (laughs) finish to this day i'll show you all my finish after this finish yeah do you know about finish? Do you have a, a dishwasher? Okay, don't worry about it. I'll tell you when you do <laughs> when you get a dishwasher, Sammy, come back to me and Ted. Um, so they have this like moment where I'm like, are they gonna fuck? Right? Yes. But then no, she's like, I told Alice I'd go by the hospital. So then he drives her back and I wrote my note, Jesus, how much does she fucking need from him? And later on we realize that she took her car to the hospital like he's driving her back to the hospital where her car is. But yes. I was like, fucking lady, if it wasn't two thousand six, still call a cab, but like call it definitely an Uber. Like you don't need this man to feed you, drive you around town, emotionally babysit you. Especially after you blew him off notoriously. Big time. I like, yeah, this man like resurrected like his like his pain, like it came through in this diner. So um I just said I have that that scene um I just said it gets uncomfortable with an unspoken, very bland sexual tension. Very bland sexual the tension is right here, and I'm only gonna play it's really slight. It's twenty nine forty three to thirty thirty one. This is where I think the real sexual tension is happening, baby. It's about dad. Zach Roth? Oh, wait, not Do you know this. Him? He writes for the Herald. <laughs> After this. You lost me. You have been gone a long time. Take a ride with me in the morning. To where? I want you to see for yourself. Things have changed around here a lot more than you know. And this is Alice passed out next to Dad. You're <laughs> right, the receptionist. <laughs> Alice. This is Degrassi. Why don't you go home? I can stay. 
kind of gotten used to looking after it. We're fine, honey. I don't think that's the same actor that's playing the dead in the flesh. I have completely agreed with that the entire time. <laughs> that that man playing the actor in the bed is not. I, I, I is don't know why not. or understand it, but. Um, wait, by the way, do you hear that like blasting water stream out behind my window right here? Do you hear how it sounds like one stream from right here? Yeah. It's my Shark Tank convention. It's where I put my cheese grater in front of my storm drain so that the leaves won't catch. Nice. Um, fuck you, Robert Herjavac. You're a loser. Um, I hope you lose all of your money. And um, I would love to go on Shark Tank someday just to prove to you what a loser you are. And you blocked me on Twitter. And I've never followed you, never added you at all. Um, you are a billionaire who seeks out individual citizens and I don't see how that makes you different than Donald Trump. And I'm tired of you um, taking your immigrant factory worker father's name and um, using it to further your career. So thank you. Um, <laughs> and, and that doesn't speak for Ted. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm down with Ted's it. <laughs> but, <laughs> you, wanna, you know what I like? I think I missed something. Though. Sometimes it, I just wake up. <laughs> no, I wake up to. I w- so I put a cheese grater in front of my storm drain so the leaves don't get caught. And I was I would take it on Shark Tank only to reject Robert Herjavec, who's my gotcha. number one enemy in life. Wow. Um, loser. Um, I don't like him. Have you? Uh, ever- no, we have no. We've never had any interaction. I watched the program. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then I, you know, I've written about it. I've written on my personal Twitter about how I don't care for Robert. Then one day I go to look him up. Blocked me. Blocked you. But I've never added him. But you've used your name. I've his used name. his name, Roger. Her- oh, he's but like, he's, he's so Robert himself on Twitter. So this said, like he is. So either this billionaire, who I actually, you know, I would say he is doing it because he married a Dancing with the Stars like dance partner, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you're a loser. You would like he left his wife of many years for this woman. So I'm like, you absolutely are the insecure bitch that would be checking her Twitter. And like, I'm not going to believe it's a social media intern because if it was a social media intern, are they just searching for neg results on him? Or maybe they are because he's a bitch and he's like, I just want to check it after someone filtered out the neg comments. What do you think? So if, oh, and if he blocks you, then. I mean, he must be searching his name. Yeah, will like, he still see it though? If he like does a search, won't he still? I don't know if if I'm blocked. Oh, I don't think not. so. Wow, how dark. But yeah, that's I will say I'm a private citizen. I'm not a billionaire. I certainly am no threat to you, Robert Herjavac, and I don't understand why I'm blocked. No. Yeah. And and I gotta tell you, people, you know, when they get when Robert goes in, they're not excited about it. No. It's, it's you know, No, my it's thing Mark. my thing has always been I would love an invention, like my cheese grater, so that I could go in and deny him. <laughs> that's my whole thing is i would love to go in and have him i would rally him up i would feed to him the whole time i mean now that he knows who i am i'm not a private citizen anymore i've been blocked but i would love to go in and rile him up feed to all of it bring in some fucking strippers or what i don't you know strippers strip my drain like whatever like i could do whatever i want to do and then get robert reeling on my product and then be like no 
fuck you, bitch. Like, I don't fuck with that. Listen to this. I don't think he's blocked me. Could I go in with an earpiece? Mm. You're you're feeding me everything. I think that's where we are. In my ear. <laughs> and then... <laughs> I burst through. Well, I think the producers am, probably a, hate him I'm enough. I'm a cipher for you. Mm-hmm. And, and so I will... I get him all worked up. Do, you know, just say whatever you want me to say. Yeah. And then be like, guess what? Tag team that shit. Yeah. I think we could. Well, like, I bet the producers fucking hate him enough. Like, I would hate him. Like, <laughs> I do hate him. Like, so I would hate him if I was a producer. I don't hate him. That's, like, so ungodly. But, like, whatever. I'm, like, not a fan. Yeah. Um, we're talking TV terms here. It's anyway. So can, bef- just who do you are you a fan of? I don't want to skip do you, past it. Do you like anybody on like are you? A, who, oh, I love everyone else. Mr. Wonderful, love him. Love Mr. Wonderful. Love Lori. Beth is a horn dog. Do you love how Beth is a horn dog? I'm sorry. What's her Barbara. name? Barbara. Oh my god, Beth. Wait, <laughs> I was thinking Bethany. Barbara's a horn dog. Bethany, I don't want on any of my TV. There's that. I, me and Bethany had our time. It was very specific. It's a time and a place. Were you a uh, Bethany ever after? No, no. I'm I'm just original Beth, original Real Housewives with her and Jill. Like that was like I a was, good time. That was a good time. It was sad to I was sad to see it end. And honestly, nothing sadder than the death of Bobby Zarin ever. Like literally, yeah. I took that really hard. I met Jill. She told me I look exactly like Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> 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 I'm, all, I'm laughing at no, your no, reaction. No, no, I'm laughing. No, because all the time she's like Jennifer Lawrence. I'm gonna tag. I'm gonna tag my makeup artist. You look exactly like Jennifer Lawrence. And I'm like, uh huh. Do I, Jill Zarin? And but like, it's it's weird because like she's of that generation that will do that to me. That's like you look exactly like Emma Stone. And I'm like, no, I don't. Like literally, I'm like 30. Like I'm old. Like. So she's of that generation that will do that to me. And it's very sweet. But like, so I told, I got the opportunity to tell Jill while Bobby was alive that like, I was like, Jill, I have set my standard at nothing less than a Bobby Zarin. Like I have no need to get married. I will not get married if, unless it's a Bobby Zarin. And like, I don't even mean financially. I just mean like the way he was like, when Bethany was like, I don't want you to pick a side. He's like, well, there is no side. Like, I just loved it. Like, you just need a Bobby Zarin was so down, even in all of her bullshit, because Jill was full of the bullshit. Just, oh, a cotton candy of bullshit. Really, she was. Because it was fun. It's fun. Yeah. But it's like, mm, you are a tangled person. Um, He just stood by her. And, I, and he took care of Allie and... You know, she seemed to feel very comfortable, especially towards the end. I don't like that Jill's dating already, but that's my personal cross to bear. Um, and that said, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, he was a, he was he was a one pure, uh, or not one, but one of the pure kind of human. He was main probably threads. the purest yeah. for sure. And then um, Mark Cuban, do you have thoughts on Mark Cuban? Oh yeah. <laughs> like, like I, I'm not. I, I, I've watched enough Shark Tank. I enjoy it. Um, I, I don't know enough. Like, I, I think he's entertaining on the show, and like he, you know, I enjoy him on the show. I don't have, like, I don't 
know enough about him or care enough about him to be like, you know, to think that. I just think Mark's the man that can and should fix Flint. Like it's $255 million to fix Flint. He has the money to do that. That the returns that that would earn him are endless. And I don't understand. Like when I look at him, like Zuckerberg, I understand because he's a fucking evil troll, but like, Cuban, like, you're out here on the scene, honey. Like, you're out here. Like, America has goodwill for you. Like, earn that goodwill back even more. I just don't understand why these, like, likable billionaires aren't out here doing it. Yeah. Because it's a, it's a call. It's a phone call. Um, anyway. I, yeah, absolutely. Agree. So we go out to the parking lot. Meg's there. She's like, bloop, bloop. Okay, so then that's when I wrote, she's less shitty because her car's there. So we see the POV of a grizzly-sounding guy. I wrote, it sounds like he's breathing through sand. His breath is so, like, whatever. Yes. So this person watches Meg pull out, and he trails her. When we get home, we see the van pull up in the distance. Now we're going to hear Sam talking to Meg on that drive he told her about the night before. So, oh, wait. Mm, yes, yes. Yeah, so we, like, see the van, blah, 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 next morning. Yeah, okay, so it's 31. So we didn't, we, when you see that van pass, you're thinking, like, she she's not gonna make it, like through the night. This is the beginning of the torture scene. Yeah, for me, right? But yeah. no. So thirty one. We haven't gotten to the construction scene yet, honey. So it's thirty one thirty six to thirty four fifty five or thirty four fifty eight. Eight. Just developers in the state. They had a new editor, new staff, including Roth. And all of a sudden, we start reading about how growth is good for the economy. More jobs, new schools. It's hard to argue with that. The next year, Larango finishes a new ski lift. It caught on pretty quick. Suddenly, we got a lot of skiers looking for places to stay. Let me guess, they started putting up condos. Fast as the cement to dry. The more they built, the more people came, the more they needed. Now, Main Street looks more like a theme park than an old mining town. There were a few grumbles about that, but mostly everyone just wanted their piece of the pie. Having property value go up will do that to people. Real estate went up all right, but so did everything else. Property taxes, utilities, roads. All of a sudden, people are having their doubts about Lorango. Wow, this development is huge. Sure is. This is Highland Estates. At least that's what it was going to be. Before Lorango decided to sidestep some permits. Sidestep? They were in a hurry. Figured it was just a formality anyway. Started the work without him. Until somebody found out. My dad. Didn't waste much time getting the ball rolling, let me tell you. They didn't know who they were messing with. Town got an injunction to stop the work. Lorango tried to ignore it, so folks filed a lawsuit against the company. Put him under a microscope, too. Brought in the EPA, OSHA, you name it. What did Lorango do? Brought in a bunch of high-priced lawyers... It was a big mistake. Folks just started demonstrating the other Lorango job sites pretty much shut them down. Uh, nothing like a mob of angry locals. But things started to get nasty after that. Threats started flying both ways, a couple of mysterious fires, tires slashed, a few fights even. My dad never said anything about this. And he had his hands full. What he wouldn't do is arrest the protesters. Said they weren't the ones breaking the law, which pissed off Lorango to no end. The company that just happened to own the Herald... So there hasn't been a good word about him in that paper ever since. Lorengo must have lost millions. Easy. And they blame my dad. Oh, yeah. Enough to try and kill him? Whoa, slow down. 
I brought you up here so you'd understand Ross' witch hunt. What if somebody decided that slamming my dad in the papers wasn't enough? What if they decided to get rid of him? Yeah, but bad-mouthing him in the paper to murder? That's a big jump. Sam, I live in the city. People get murdered for five dollars. Yeah, but this isn't the city. <sighs> this is a lot more than five dollars. Zach Roth is going after my father. Roth works for the Herald, and the Herald is owned by Larango Corp. Which proves what exactly? Dad caught them breaking the law. Cost them a lot of money. Can you think of a better motive for killing him? No, but I can't think how killing him would change any of that. People listen to my father. As long as he stands in their way, how can Larango hope to change anyone else's mind? You've been away, Maggie. You don't know the good things that company's done around here. They brought in jobs, donated money. They practically built the new ball field on their own. I'm not saying they put it in a memo. I'm talking about one person. That's all it would take. They got sixty people working for them. You tell me, which one pulled the trigger? Thank you so much for listening to season four of Mother May I Sleep with podcast. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.